Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. I am here with my friend, Abby. So, Abby, I'll have you introduce yourself. Great. Um, my name is Abby, and uh, Megan and I are co-workers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and what do you want to shine a light on? Um, I think that many of us who are married or to the point where we are going to get married know that it is difficult. Um, but I have kind of a trick that I've learned. I've been married for eight years and um, would like to share a little bit about that with you and how you can kind of set the tone in your marriage. Yeah, so that this is a topic that people asked about when I first even announced that I was doing a podcast and kind of said, I want to talk about things that we don't often talk about. A couple people were like, let's talk about marriage and mm-hmm. like that it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Oh, and yeah. It can be difficult and you have to learn some certain tools. So um, I asked Abby to come on and talk about that because it's something she and I have had personal conversations about. So now she's going to share it with whoever's listening. <laughs> um, okay, so you've been married eight years. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to nine, ten years ago. Okay. How did you know or was there a moment when you knew you wanted to marry your husband? Yes. So um, we had been dating long distance for about a year and a half. Um, after that time, I finally decided that I would uproot and move across the state. I had been born and raised and um, all of my family was in Grand Rapids. And so after about a year and a half, I decided, well, this relationship is heading in the right direction and let's see if, if it's going to work when we live close to each other and are spending more time together. So. Um, I was lucky to have met a lot of his friends and was able to move over to the east side of the state and um, started kind of dating real life. And um, But I didn't live with him. I lived with um, a friend of mine. And um, at that point, uh, about nine months later, after I had moved, Uh, Brian was offered a job in Chicago and at that point um, we had a big decision to make and he had said to me either we are staying or we are going. Yeah, it was me, not I, you. Yeah, exactly. So he was um, including me in this big decision and so it took a lot of conversations and tears and yeah. we decided to go and it was a great decision for us but mm-hmm. at that point I knew this this was for yeah. real that this was most likely forever right and how long have you guys been together when you made that decision um we had been together two two and a half okay. years at that point yeah. okay um, was faith so faith is something that's important to you and we're mm-hmm. gonna get into that in your marriage was that something that was a factor before you guys got married so um, I would say faith hasn't really ever been a factor for us mm-hmm. it's always been a factor for me okay so it's always been a big part of my life obviously um, hills and valleys and so times when you're feeling very strong in your faith and then times when you mm-hmm. kind of stray away um, and I, but it's always been in the forefront, but it's been kind of my thing um, and not necessarily his. Okay. Did you guys go through any type of counseling before you got married to talk through that? We did not. Okay. Um, we actually had a friend of ours marry us. Okay. And it was almost intentional. I don't know that Brian felt comfortable okay. going through pre-marriage counseling. And so... 
I'm sure if it was a requirement, we would have, but we were able to kind of uh, move past that mm-hmm. without having But he was to. obviously very supportive of you being active in your faith. He's so always been very issue. supportive. He just knows that that's part of who I am. Right. And that's is supportive of yeah. it. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then when did you guys get married? Uh, we got married in 2010. Okay. So we had been together for four years at okay. that point. And then I want to talk about, so as a newlywed, yeah. um, I am learning that things change a little bit once you're actually married mm-hmm. and it's very different dating and being married. So what kind of things do you feel like changed once you were married? Maybe that you weren't necessarily expecting to mm-hmm. change. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of what doesn't change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, I think that a lot of times we think that when we get married, then, I don't know, it's magical or something and, and people do change, but I think it's more that you have to get used to this person and who they are and accept them. And so, um, it can be difficult because you think, gosh, if I complain enough, will these behaviors Mm -hmm. change and they don't. Mm-hmm. We do not have the power to change a person. Right. And so um, I think, you know, yeah, yeah, that's it, it's that things don't change right. as much as they do change. Right. So we want to talk about some of the difficult times. You don't have to mm-hmm. go into like details of things sure. that were difficult for for you guys. But what how has marriage been a little bit more difficult than you thought it would be? Sure. Um, so I think the longer that you're together, Mm -hmm. those things not changing and be able, being able to accept them, especially the things that maybe rub you the wrong way, um, get more difficult because Mm -hmm. they're still not changing. And, um, I think a lot of times, so in, in my marriage, um, I don't say no very often, um, and yeah. so sometimes that can build up some resentment. Yeah. So um, I would be the one maybe staying home with our child mm-hmm. while he's able to go um, do things with his friends, or um, you're kind of making sacrifices. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And it's just kind of how it's always been. So again, you can't just all of a sudden make a change yeah. and start saying no after you've been saying yes, at least without some type of conversation. Right. right. So this might go into, I know you want to talk about the program you went through with your mm-hmm. church and this, this question might lead into that a little bit, sure. but how did those difficult times affect your relationship with your faith and mm-hmm. then with each other? Yeah. So um, I think for me, uh, I was starting to get a little bit bitter mm. and in that resentment. And so it was showing in the way that we were really communicating with each other and especially in my own communication style where you get snippy at each other. Say, is it, did you feel like you were kind of like acting out and like snipping mm-hmm. and yeah, at little tiny things? At little yeah. things. Yeah. And it's because the the bigger things would build up and build up and finally you just snap right Mm -hmm. and so it would end up bigger blowouts and I just I was I was becoming a person that I didn't like and I was actually getting to the point where I didn't like the person who he was Mm -hmm. either because once you snap defense comes back and it just it ends up a cycle those exact words to him 
like I don't know that I like where this is going. You don't have to answer that if you want to. But um, I mean, I'm pr- I'm a pretty blunt person, okay. so the words yeah. like you're being a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those okay. words have definitely yes. come out of my okay. mouth. Yep. And then, how did that affect your faith? Did it make you kind of cling to your faith a little bit more, or did it make you stray away a little bit? You know, at that point, um, I probably was a little bit further away from it. So again your focus is not in the right place. Mm -hmm. And so you're not even going back to like scripture or the word or the Mm -hmm. truth to be able to kind of build yourself back up. Okay. So now I want to get into the program at your church Mm -hmm. because I know I've heard you talk about it. Um, So explain kind of what it is and then how that's helped shape things. Sure. So um, it's a small group that I'm a part of. And it's all for women who are in spiritually mismatched marriages. So it's all... So specifically for Specifically that. Okay. for that. So all of the women that we meet with, um, their husbands are range from completely unbelievers to those who just aren't practicing. So um, I definitely wouldn't put Brian in the unbeliever category, mm-hmm. um, but he just is not practicing faith and he was raised catholic so i think for him he doesn't really even under because he stopped going to church at a pretty young age doesn't understand a relationship with jesus and so i think he it's hard for me to even talk to him about it because he just doesn't really get it yeah um and just isn't really he's not interested in practicing but it doesn't mean that he doesn't believe right okay so this group was that's awesome that it was like a very specific women in mismatched marriages mm-hmm. you can immediately connect with women who are going through exactly things yeah and the first couple meetings because the range of ages of the women mm-hmm. there um it was pretty awkward to yeah. start with yeah but by the second to third meeting it was like we all had this common right you probably at first felt like how much should i share like mm-hmm. i don't know if all, i want to tell all my details to all these people so okay and you guys grew pretty close pretty fast I'm assuming Mm -hmm. so what kinds of things did you do to kind of build as a group yeah so um we read books that are actually pretty well focused in on spiritually mismatched marriages (laughs) and um it's really cool the first book that we read was I think the title was spiritually mismatched um, the second was a book called Cherish, and it actually was kind of a game changer for our group. Um, and it actually talked about from both sides, the man and the woman cherishing each other, but also um, really talked about, um, you know, how we can win over our men without any words. And so um, it says in First Peter 3, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won over without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. So really, that's what we all talk about in our group is how can we ourselves love our men in the way that Jesus would love them? Mm in order to kind of win over or soften their hearts. Okay. And I, no lie, that is where women are able to set the tone in their marriages. Okay. Can you give me, for somebody who this might be a little bit over their head, I guess, can you give me like, what does that, like Mm -hmm. example of what that might mean? I don't know if you can do that. I can. (laughs) Okay. Yes. 
So, um, really thinking about your source of joy. Okay. So, where do you get your happiness? Where do you get your joy? Where do you get your peace? You cannot expect that from your spouse. You can only get that from whoever you believe in. Mm-hmm. So, it's not that you have to think of this in a Christian way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's only one spirit mm-hmm. who can grant you p- the peace, the love that you're longing for. And taking that expectation off of your spouse gives you so much freedom. Mm-hmm. So getting that from, again, wh- whoever, yeah. whatever you yeah. believe, right. um, is such a freeing way to look about things. And so I literally dropped almost all expectations that I mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. because I was almost feeling like I was getting to a codependent place. Okay. Where um, we have a toddler. And so trying to figure out how to parent well together. And we were kind of on different pages there. And Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like tough conversations and bickering back and forth. And just we weren't coming to any resolution. And so when I started looking for my happiness and my joy in places other than my husband... Mm -hmm. Um, it really just freed me up to be able to love him, which Mm -hmm. you kind of took away that. I don't know if I like who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, um, that applies even outside of marriage. Like you can't rely on your friends to make you happy. You can't rely on other people to make you happy. It has to come from within. I really like that a lot. So I want to, um, circle back. You mentioned your daughter. So Mm -hmm. I do want to circle back to that because I know that that's been something that you've talked about before too. Um, what does it mean that you guys were kind of in different places? If you want to give an example or you don't have to, but, um, and then how have you been able to come together? Is it because of what you've learned or is Mm -hmm. it just over time you've learned to kind of realize the other person's parenting styles? Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of both. Okay. So, Um, A lot of what we have read in some of these books is to allow the person to be who they are. Oh, do you know how many people I need to hear that? Allow (laughs) the person, say that again. Allow your spouse to be who they are Mm -hmm. and love them for who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses, everything. But I think that is a rule for all people. Agreed. So I'm starting to learn, and this is something I've actually felt felt pretty convicted of, is speak life into others Mm -hmm. and they will step up to what you are speaking into them. And so do that with your husband, do that with your children, do that with your friends, whether it's things that they are great at or it's a weakness, Mm -hmm. encourage any little progress that you see and they will continue to step up to where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that in both my marriage and my parenting. And I think where it gets a little bit difficult and where we were in different places in our parenting is I'm reading all the books and I'm re- doing all of the mm-hmm. research and um, trying to really gently parent and so sometimes that can look permissive or like I'm letting her walk all yeah. over me yeah. and like so then the easy yes yeah. and then and so Brian would say 
you're letting her walk all over mm-hmm. you. You're, you know, and so we are kind of at different places where he can be a little bit more harsh. Mm-hmm. However, God gave Ellery a mom and a dad, yes. right? Yeah. And so it's just allowing them and empowering them to be the parent that they should be. Yeah. And so they're it's it's accepting the way that they're doing things. Let them handle things their way. You handle things your way. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of that dropping the expectation that he's going to be the parent that I think that he should right. be. Yes. No, I love that. So you mentioned to me, and I don't really know how to word this, but something about um, the Adam and Eve. Yes. And relating it to marriage. Can you talk about that? I can. Yeah. Yes. Um, so in the book Cherish, there was a whole chapter about um, looking at your husband as if he is Adam. So thinking about um, God making your husband for you, just as he created Adam and Eve for each other. And what if your husband was the only man on earth and you didn't have anyone to compare him to? Mm. So looking at your husband through these, I'm going to call them Jesus goggles, of God sees everybody as perfect and pure and loving and, you know, washed, washed Mm -hmm. clean, right? And so trying to look at your husband in that way. What if they were Adam? What if you couldn't compare them to the bachelor right yeah right or just yeah (laughs) you see like these pinterest perfect couples and you know you only see people's highlight reels on social media so stop comparing your relationship to other people's and um this is us and you know and and expecting them to be that person and really just looking at them through these pure eyes that this is the person who you were meant to be with, you were paired with, mm-hmm. and love them for who they are, their fault, flaws, and all. Yeah. And do you feel like you are reminding yourself of that? Con- like, not constantly, but you're always. Oh, yeah. It's a daily all. decision mm-hmm. to do that and not to let those little things bother me. Yeah. Uh, the highlight reels. I'm really glad you mentioned that. So that's really why I started this whole thing is mm-hmm. because I feel like so often we just try to make everything look like everything's fine and we're so afraid to admit that like there are really hard things that people mm-hmm. are dealing with. So um, kind of go back to that a little bit and, and share some more about how you feel about everybody just kind of sharing their picture perfect moments and mm-hmm. how that can be difficult when you might be struggling. Yeah. Um, I think... Again, finding where you get your joy and happiness from. And you can't expect others to be God, Mm -hmm. right? And so um, as you're scrolling through, think about even your own highlight reel and what you have posted. And um, I also think that social media so in our family Mm -hmm. um you will see just kind of family photos um and even you know you see your friends who possibly their husband puts a picture of them up on their birthday and says all these fantastic wonderful things about them um brian and i have never been that Mm -hmm. to each other and so 
Um, does that mean that we don't love, love each, each other? other. Right. No. And we save that to be able to communicate to each other and get still get each other cards and yeah. that kind of thing. So you have to just kind of learn to brush that mm-hmm. off. And I know it's tough. And I know it's it's thrown at you on a daily basis, yeah. but just I mean, thinking about where your heart is when you're scrolling through those. Mm-hmm. So if your heart is in kind of a hard place, it's probably not the place to go. Right. Um, and so for me and my faith, I want to go to scripture and the truth, mm-hmm. and you know, hear about what how Jesus feels about me. Right. Rather than. And how social the, media yeah, feels about not me. listen to all the lies that social media or your own like negative brain might yes. be telling you so mm-hmm. since you guys both work full-time and you have a very active daughter <laughs> how do you find time to just like communicate with each other and be with each other yeah so that's one thing that improved a ton okay once i started kind of dropping those expectations and finding my joy in other places because i was communicating in a positive way Mm -hmm. so instead of me getting frustrated that i was doing everything around the house and um kind of started to learn that i should be finding joy in serving him and i know people might just go crazy hearing that that. yes (laughs) um but it is it when you serve it will come back in return Mm -hmm. and so and even even in the way that we communicate so um i just think now brian will pick up the phone two to three times a day because he knows that he's going to get a positive response Mm -hmm. when we talk to each other rather than getting a snippy resentful type of response so our text that you can't read what they're actually yes. thinking yeah. yes exactly <laughs> it just comes off like i'm pretty sure they're upset but i can't tell because it was a text message yes yeah. exactly um so we we do so we put our daughter to bed uh she's usually asleep by eight o'clock mm-hmm. and then we have our time we don't have date nights that often mm-hmm. um our support system is two and a half hours yeah. away and so um we do, though, have a very strong group of friends mm-hmm. that get together often, mm-hmm. and we just bring our kids, but we will spend the night, and the kids get, get to sleep. Yeah, that's kind of part of your social circle. It's it like everybody is. just knows the kids are coming, and they're going to play in the basement or wherever, and mm-hmm. the adults are going to have our time. Yeah. I've noticed that about your social circle. Yep, and so... Um, even just the way we are surrounded by some amazing couples Mm -hmm. also that love each other well and so um, when you see that example around you it's it's really helpful yeah i want to go back to the serving word yeah because i do feel like people yeah uh, you probably saw my i was yeah nobody likes that word yeah as a as a girl who went to an all-girls school and has been taught very like you're an independent woman you don't need to Mm -hmm. serve a man but i know you mean it in a different way so can you kind of explain what you mean by that sure so i think it's partially that encouraging um the behaviors that you want to see Mm -hmm. um but just being really positive and also so um in our relationship um things go better when everything is organized yeah 
So keeping that into consideration and making sure that things are organized. Mm-hmm. So the house is picked up and every and everything goes much better around here. Right. Yeah, I think there's a difference between like <laughs> being ready with dinner on the table and letting him sit down and taking his shoes off and giving him a massage and doing everything he wants to do versus like to make it a happy home like you said you know that the house has to be clean and so if it's not done you're just going to do it rather than wait for him to do it or or be resentful that he's not doing it so I get it. I just wanted to kind of clarify for people who think that means that you're going to like open the door with your apron on and <laughs> have a fresh cooked pie every night for him. Yes. So. And it, I mean, it does come from yeah. their, their childhood right. sometimes too. Like, I, no, I am not your mom, mm-hmm. but if there are things that I can help to make you feel comfortable right. and in a good place, then everybody in this house is going to be exactly. in a better place. Yeah. Did you guys do the love language test or have you ever done it? Um... We no. Okay. I just find it really fascinating and I feel mm-hmm. like that tells you a lot too about like what that person wants and what they give and yes. then you can kind of learn about about that and what like what to give that person. And it's usually so like mine is um acts of service. So I when Tom will like clean the kitchen or take the trash out without me asking, that's like huge. And he likes personal time so I know that for him us just sitting on the couch is like super important to him so it's just kind of a good way to learn a little bit more about each other I asked Brian about that because I read I read it yeah and he said all of them (laughs) that's very funny (laughs) well tell him that one will stand out a little bit more (laughs) um okay so where do you feel like you are now when it comes to both faith and marriage and maybe how they interplay Mm -hmm. together so again I think um for me, it's very internal, and I've learned and I've come a long way in within this group mm-hmm. from going from almost a resentful place of, you know, I, I just want him to mm-hmm. come to church with, with me every week to, it's okay. Yeah. God's going to soften his heart, and at some point he will make that turn, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, I just need to work on myself yeah. and my relationship with Jesus and um, continued to be the wife that he needs to me to be mm-hmm. and he being he God and yeah. he Brian yeah. and so and again just really turning to finding my joy and my peace mm-hmm. in my relationship with God um, and it's a day it's a daily yeah. decision to go about it in that way we're we are in a great place are we hardly argue and fight we have constructive conversations mm-hmm. rather than bickering back and forth which yeah. is is huge yeah. um and it it just you feel so much more connected when you can just have a constructive conversation right. um and so even when it comes to tough conversations and parenting and and all of that we're able to just have a nice conversation about it and know that the other person isn't going to get huffy yeah even <laughs> or, if it's a difficult conversation mm-hmm. you can still have it without it turning into a scream like there's a way to do it where you're not yelling at each other exactly so if you could have heard advice before you got married mm-hmm. that you maybe didn't hear what would what would that be so maybe people who are dating right now and considering marriage yeah. what would you like to tell those people yeah um, to have all of 
the big conversations yes. before oh gosh, you get married. Please do that. Please do that. So talk important. about finances. Yes. Talk about how many children you want to have. Talk about... But, like, bring your baggage mm-hmm. to the forefront before you get married. Even talk about your past relationships. Mm-hmm. Talk about what is what your struggles are. Um, I think it's so important to really understand each other in and out and almost have a vision for what you want your future life to look like or your married life to look like before and after kids Mm -hmm. if you decide that that is something that you want to do i think if you really have a vision um and write it down Mm -hmm. and revisit it when you maybe are struggling to go is what we are both doing moving us towards where we want to be and i think it helps you to make decisions and have some of those difficult conversations yeah and then you can look back on it too because maybe five years from now that might look different like you yes. have changed mm-hmm. and you can revisit maybe what you talked about and say okay well that was what we wanted when we were 20 yeah <laughs> and maybe now that we're a little bit older that's not so much what what we want anymore mm-hmm. um what resources have you found helpful throughout all of this you mentioned a couple but i just kind of yes. want to list them out for people um so the book cherish that's gary chapman um and then there's also the book spiritually mismatched marriage um if you are in a spiritually mismatched marriage, it was a great one. Um, actually, Dave and Ann Wilson, who are the pastors at Kensington, Oregon, where I go to church, um, they just wrote a book called Vertical Marriage. Okay. And so that's all about that whole setting your eyes on Jesus as your source of joy. So that's your vertical mm-hmm. relationship um, and not trying to seek it out in the in your spouse so they've been preaching on this for years i've heard them speak on it quite a bit yeah um so to finally kind of get to implement it and see what it does um is pretty awesome so check that out too if you that's a brand new book yeah okay this may not be something you can answer because you're in a different place than the hypothetical person i'm Mm -hmm. thinking of but say there's somebody listening who really does not have a strong faith maybe doesn't believe in god um or doesn't have a relationship Mm -hmm. with god or jesus but they are struggling in their marriage. What would you tell that person? And I feel like a lot of your advice and stories relates no matter what, but I still kind of want to put that hypothetical situation out there. And what would you tell that person? So I still think it's that you can set that tone. And so, um, you don't, it doesn't have to be because you want to be the wife that God set you out to be, but still just, making sure that you are respecting your spouse Mm -hmm. and loving them for their flaws and their great things list out what you love about your boyfriend spouse whoever and look at your list every day Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're focusing in on those things and the things that are a little that might be weaknesses try to build them up to make some change again we're not going to change the person but is there something that you can say to encourage them to move towards a a 
a better outcome to whatever that challenge is. Right. So um, I really think that's the big thing is do you can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot change that person. Mm-hmm. So if there's any way that you can soften the way that you're speaking, um, find things to do that you enjoy and fill yourself up and do not expect that other person to be that source of, yeah. of joy. You can do your own thing. It's okay. It's, yes. al- it's allowed. And what about somebody, again, this isn't your situation, so I don't know that you'll fully be able to answer this, but somebody who maybe feels like their spouse isn't being sensitive to that person's flaws. So like, say I had, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any, no. <laughs> say that I had all these flaws that I, this is not happening, that I felt like Tom was really struggling with and not kind of giving me that grace and respect. Mm-hmm. Like, what should that person do, do you feel like? So, number one, don't ever take emotional abuse. So Thank you, yes. Yeah, I, was, if, I was hoping you would say if that. If they're tearing you down, don't don't put up with that. Um, that is abuse. And so, they're, I mean, that's something that nobody needs to be going through. Um, I would... I would never want anybody to have to go through a relationship where they're being torn down or ridiculed or... um, Or just, like, ignored. Like, if you're mm -hmm. hurting and your spouse isn't trying to help you and they're just kind of... I don't know how I want to word that, but they're not really, like, being there for you. That's... You need to get some... You need to reach out and get probably get some extra support and help in that. Yeah. And I also think um, just having conversations about where that how that person feels about your marriage and your relationship and really making sure that you're both feeling the same strength in your relationship and if it's not on the same page what what do we need to do to get to a better place yeah i think that's a huge part of it is just talking about it Mm -hmm. and then fixing it together so that you're not just holding it in i just read the other day um on instagram one of the one of the people that I follow that I don't actually know in real life um, (laughs) said that she turned to her husband and said, I feel like we're roommates and that we're not married. And they've worked past it and kind of gone through some stuff together to get back to that point where they felt like a married couple. But Mm -hmm. imagine if she hadn't said that and just kept living like she felt like they were roommates and marriage could have ended, which is horribly sad. Or they could have just gotten to this huge blowout fight and snapped at each other and Mm -hmm. could have gotten really ugly. So... I think having that open communication is so important, no matter what you're going through. So you said, um, don't let somebody tear you down, which leads me to (laughs) one of my questions, which is that I want um, everybody who comes on to build someone up, because my dad always used to say, build each other up, don't tear Mm -hmm. each other down. So I want um, everybody to give me somebody that they want to build up, whether it's somebody who's helped them, somebody that they feel like is struggling, who needs like a little boost, a group of people. It can be anybody, really. So who do you want to build up? Oh, God. I mean, I want to build up anybody who is in a relationship. I want to build up those who are dating or married or, gosh, it can be a friendship Mm -hmm. at that point. Like, look inside of yourself because you have the power to make that relationship what you need it to be. Um, Again, not going to change others. So let's look internal um, and really speak life into people mm-hmm. and, and 
bring out the positive in them instead of focusing in on what they're not doing for you yeah focus in on what they're doing for you and doing for the world and and I just think you know that build each other build each other up that is exactly what it is so I just want to build up those who are in relationships to be the one to build up your partner friend spouse Mm -hmm. whoever that is okay all right so now I want you to give me like a fun recommendation so a lot of people have been giving podcasts or songs or Mm -hmm. books or even restaurants we've gotten a few restaurants so something fun that you want to recommend yeah um so some podcasts that i love um that are really life giving to me and have kind of supported all of all of what i'm learning within it at the church and with my small group um there is the real life podcast and that is jeff and Alyssa bethke okay um that's a great one uh god centered mom is another one of my favorite a lot I actually focus a lot on um, parenting resources yeah but so many of them are about relationships right and building a relationship with your child and so they really can cross over into um, into your Mm -hmm. any relationships as well all right Uh, I think that's it did you have a social media that you wanted to plug you don't have to I don't okay (laughs) all right so if anybody has kind of follow-up questions for Abby or you know wants me to get something to her you can email shinealightpod at gmail.com or send them on the Instagram page which is shinealightpodcast and that's also the Facebook page so thank you Abby for coming on and being so honest I really appreciate everything you had to share thank you